Hey, we are back. Oh shit, power come on tonight. We gotta go. Um <laughs> I forgot about that. Happy New Year, everyone. Welcome. We are back. It's another episode of uh From My Experience Podcast. You got me, Rob. I'm Bike. You got Biff. Hi guys. I missed you. <laughs> it's been what, like a, a week? Yeah. Yeah. It's been a long week, though. I missed you guys. We made it into the new decade. Congrats. We made it, y'all. Uh, yeah. And man, has this new decade <laughs> been lit so far. <laughs> yo, I've been just trying to tell people since December started. I'm like, yo, y'all better not wait until the new year. Like, you got to get your mind in gear now. And I did that. And I've just heard and seen all kind of stuff just happening left and right and left and right. And I'm just like, sheesh. And one of the things I've, I've started to do, which I would have done sooner in my life, is just really plan things out and stick to the plan. That's the only way you can really make it through certain things, man. You can't anticipate, you know, things always working out, always going perfect for you. But you can take some time to plan and it kind of helps give you a, a guide. You know what I'm saying? It's like a guide to follow. Like, I did my vision board. Mm-hmm. I have a personal section. I have a podcast section. I have a gaming section. And I have a DJ section. And one has nothing to do with the other. So it's something I'm going to look at every day, follow, and try to stick to it as much as I can. I got to make sacrifices. Oh, God, I got to make sacrifices. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. What about you, Biffers? How, how are you feeling in this new... Well, I know how you're feeling, but... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this shit is... is wild already. But I'm thankful I made it to 2020, so I ain't gonna complain. You know what? That's, could... that's real talk. So, but it, it's, it's been... Ooh, you think America been on one? Like... <laughs> Yo, America is wilding, yo. We, no, let me no, no, we're gonna take that back. Donald Trump and his Donald homeboys Trump. are Trump wilding. Said, oh, y'all wanna get rid of me? Y'all wanna get rid of me? He's the employee that gets fired and knock all the shit over on the way out of the store. I'm telling you, just sit your ass down somewhere. We were so close, and here you go with this shit. Shout out to our boy Alex Elmera. Um, Alex might get deployed. We don't know. Gonna have to talk to him and see. Yeah, it's really scary. Um Oh, and that's another thing. Um, y'all, please do not take offense to any jokes or memes that we may post about this. I've actually, we actually have some soldier friends and they're actually laughing along with us at some of these. And also, we just want to take into account, we do know this is a very serious matter. We do know when it's time to be serious. And sometimes, if you ask the same soldiers, they ask, what do you need? They say they laugh to keep from crying or laugh to keep from being sad or laugh to keep their mind off things. So... If we got to do a couple jokes here and there, please do not take offense. And please know we do know this is a serious matter. And all our prayers, like, and high vibrations are going to uh, our soldiers, especially those that have been deployed, those that are touring, and those that are over there right now. So, again, we respect all of our military branches, all of all of those that have been employed by the military forces. But sometimes we're going to have to get the jokes off. We love you, but them jokes going to get off. I've decided to stay out of that joke fray only because yeah, of what you just said. Like, you just never know. And that's that's a scary situation to be in. Like, if you're one of those people who's, I don't want to say at risk, but, I mean, you may be activated. It's like... And the, yeah, the but then it's different for started, everybody. Man. You can't tell people how to cope with stuff. Yeah. That's what I just so I, If there's it. somebody I know right now that's active and probably more than likely is getting ready to go over there. And he was just... Kicking it up right along on the timeline. Yeah, Alex posted one of the memes. Yeah, so I'm like, you can't be mad at these soldiers because, like, they foresee what's going on. They know what's going on. So if they want to get these laughs off and I, if they want to get their last little ha-ha-ha's while they can before they got to deactivate, I will make sure they get them laughs off. But I like I, like I said, but we do know when it's time to be serious. Yes. Nobody's going to be sending you jokes and memes while you're on the actual plane or some shit like that. Like, no, we know. Just times like this, like when Yahoo fucked up and said the nigger navy. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> yes. Did you oh know yeah, that yeah, yes. yeah. The whole nigger navy thing, and then yeah. like I seen a meme, and it was like a World War Two vote, but it was like it pulled up real smooth, and it was like the nigger nigger navy arriving in World War Three thirty nine days late. 
terrible. Just stuff like that, because you know black people are going to be late. But it's just it's something to laugh at. But we again, we do know it's a serious matter. We do know Donald Trump is... The way he got Parkinson's or Alzheimer's or something, the bitch got dementia, he's losing it. He needs to go. He's dangerous. He's dangerous. Not only to just himself, but he's dangerous to a lot of people. He's putting a lot of people at risk at danger for no reason other than ego and pride at this point. Yeah. Um... Like, he really thought America was going to be like, yeah, nigga, yeah. And everybody's like, no, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, for real. I mean, like, bro, do you not understand the... the... Oh God! Uh, oh. And there's so many theories floating out there. And again, we did not did a deep we did not do a deep dive and research as to why, yeah. or what, when. I just know that I woke up and I saw the news and all of my friends because I know a lot of people who are, you know, reserved and active, and they're just like fuck. So I assume a majority of them probably knew this was coming, but yeah our, our thoughts and prayers will be with you we want y'all to come home safe i mean that's a hell of a way to start your new year man i know right like what to wake up like news like that so our thoughts and prayers and love are with those who decide to you know who don't decide who don't have a choice but to go we love you we love you and we love you but on a higher note what's something did you enjoy your christmas bill did you enjoy your new year what did you do on New Year? Nothing. I had to work. Uh, <laughs> so I just drank champagne and played Xbox. <clears throat> That's all I've really been doing these past two weeks. I've been really, like, relaxing, not really overthinking things, just taking my time with just getting acclimated with my place still, cleaning up. I really didn't do anything, man, And until I got closer and realized, okay, shoot, I got four days until I go back to work. So I started doing some personal planning and that's when i put my goals and stuff together but i don't really do much anyway but i think this year i'm gonna do more of course um but it was very relaxing i just really enjoyed my time off man i needed it more than i thought i did what about you biffers um yeah i got an extended vacation so that shit is definitely cool But you know, it's even crazier because it's like the where I'm about to go interview now is making like two and a half times more than where it was. Well, there you so go. I took That's it for a humbling experience. Yeah, it was very humbling. But I'm ready to get back to back to my roots, back to the money, back to the chemistry that I actually love. Yeah, nerd. But yeah, um, my kid had an awesome Christmas. I thought this year was going to be like really lean. Mm-hmm. Because of, you know, my situation earlier this year and stuff and not being able to work as much. But a lot of people actually showed up and showed out for me, and I greatly appreciate it. And I did wind up getting a holiday financial blessing, so I was able to get a laptop. I've been needing a laptop for, like, years. My MacBook poor thing just finally just died and just went kapooey this year. And I was finally able to get a new laptop, so that was probably my biggest, my happiest part of Christmas. And I got a Dragon Ball purse. I thought that was so cool. You got a what? A Dragon Ball purse. <laughs> Yuck. Yes. And I got so many pops. Like, I got to get a whole new shelf now. Like, uh, I got to wait and order another shelf off Amazon. My collection is getting vast. Who are you typing to, Bill? Um, uh, texting my girlfriend something. You and Am these I... pops. I'm done. I got Batman versus Superman. I got the glowing one and the regular one. I got a Spider-Man, uh, White Ranger. Who the heck is that black guy? That must be Black Panther. And two Jokers and an Akuma. And Kid Goku. And Krillin. I love Krillin. Oh, God. Uh, Biff, I couldn't even go through my fucking list on this show right now. Yeah, that's all yeah. I got. I stopped. Because I, I, I'm kind of obsessive when it comes to stuff like that. Like, that's why I have so many. <laughs> It's a stop. good obsession. It's a good obsession. I'd rather spend it on this than other shit. Man, listen. My, I had an eBay list of like 200 pops one day. And just like, <laughs> <laughs> that's when I knew. I, I was like, wait, these shit's You like should 10 see my Amazon shit. But, I can but imagine. My life partner loves my, but my life partner supports my habit. So everybody supports my habit. So I, even if I want to stop, I still they're still giving me pops. So. Mm-hmm. People think of me like only. I guess I'm like the only black female they know around here that they associate with, like Funko Pop. So every mm-hmm. time somebody goes out and they see something, they're like, 
they'll message me or send me shit and they'll be like, do, do you have this? And I'm like, oh no, I don't have that one. And then it'll be like a day later, they're like, here, I'll give you, and they'll just give me like a Funko Pop or like, they'll just show up and they're like, it was buy three, get two free, so here, like, <laughs> and then even if I do have it, they give it here so I can go back and exchange it for shit I don't have, so. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. See, it's not me. That See, that's, I, I get the whole druggy thing now. Supporting habits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just happen to have a good habit. I'm just glad my habit is motherfucking Funkos and not meth. You know? <laughs> wow. Really? <laughs> not meth. Um, I'm glad it's not meth either, I guess. Uh, <laughs> but but you know, it's some people that enable that behavior. Like, it don't have to be like meth. It could be like food or just, I don't know, some wild shit. It's just, I think that's a, I, I considered Funko Pops a good hobby versus other shit I could be doing was doing. Video games. That used to be mine. I'm not oh, as bad as man. I used to be. Yeah, but if I slow down a whole lot, I just be getting games because of Grayson now. Yeah. Got but to, geez. man. Priority. That That's how I feel. Like, like I posted on Facebook, you know, like after I set these goals and I looked at my money and I was like, oh, I got more money left over than I thought after the mm-hmm. new year and paying my bills. You know what I'm saying? Paying a few bills when I wasn't supposed to a little late. <laughs> a little late because of Christmas. And I don't care. <laughs> no, I care. I care. <laughs> I'm still not. Nah, hell nah. Because sometimes life happens, Bill. Like, I don't, like, see stuff to... like that. And then I find, like, when you say, you, I know you're supposed to care, but sometimes shit like that out of your control. Because guess what? That it shit going to get reported one way or another. So me sitting here stressing and crying about it, that one little tally mark, ain't going to hurt me. I'm going to call you to death. I'm going to call and payment arrangement you to death. Yeah, you got to do payment arrangements. You got to do what you got to do. It sure will. I-, I will definitely <laughs> call you do this much this check, and I could do much that check. And then, like, so I uh, I pissed myself off, though, because oh no. I paid. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I had, like, extra money left over, and I was like, yo, I'm going to get the new Call of Duty. Everybody's talking about it. They're saying it's the best Call of Duty. Then I had a me- I had a medical bill though that was like the same amount and I was like you know what I said I'm gonna be more responsible so I paid the medical bill and then I was looking at DJ equipment and the DJ software that I need to upgrade to so I can use my turntables cost the same amount as that damn bill I was so mad I was like I would have definitely bought that DJ gear instead but I was like you know what that's just a lesson of prioritizing your funds and your money so you can do what you want to do when you want to do it. That's like my goal is to get to a point where I can just up and do what I want to do. Well, I think you're almost there, Biff. You achieve it, Biff. You've been you've been very disciplined. I'm very proud of you that you've been very disciplined about your goals and achieving and getting to where you want to be. Like, very proud of you. You are inspiration. I do look to you. You should, Biff. I'm the man. <laughs> 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 it ain't easy though, man. Oh, it's you not... guys, Biff also enjoyed his birthday. What? Yeah, we didn't mention that on the show. His birthday passed. We did. Wait, we had a show. Did we mention your birthday? I don't remember mentioning your birthday though, Biff. We probably we did mention it. You sure? Yeah, because we did a show uh right before Christmas. Well, happy birthday again, motherfucker. But... <laughs> <laughs> man, <laughs> so. <laughs> Happy birthday, Biff. Show's creator. We love you so much. We did it two times. Ow. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, Biff, I got a question. Nope. It's a music question. Oh, shit. So today I was on Facebook, and I seen an article that says Lizzo won an album or an award for something to do with, I don't know, the fucking drama was rap. She now, I'm thoroughly motherfucking confused. Rap. Because was it not too long ago she won the Soul Train Award for R and B? Was it right? Uh, it wasn't no rap album. She was because Soul Train ain't got yeah. So how did she? How did what genre do you group her? I don't listen you, to her. I don't even know what she does. I mean, you done heard that song? Uh, 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 uh. Um, like that's pretty much the basis of her, the sound of her music right there. Not rap, right? I I don't know what song you're talking about. And <sighs> the one where she's talking about she took a DNA test, she's a hundred percent that bitch. 
I, I never heard. I don't man, know. Man, I don't listen to the radio. Like, fucking man. go to YouTube right now. Look it up real quick. It's, it's been all over fucking radio. It's what she's winning awards for, Biff. Mm. Like, how could you not know the song, Biff? You know the song. Nah, I don't. Lizzo. What's her, what's it called? Truth. I don't fucking. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Is she getting married in the music video? I don't fucking know, Biff. I don't two, know what the no, video. Two years ago. Is that old? No, Good as mm. Hell is probably it. No. It ain't good as hell. No, hold on. Let me look. Let me. This <laughs> is so Ooh, bad. Outcast roses. Damn, eighty-four million views on Outcast roses. Oof. It is truth hurts, motherfucker. That's an old song. Yeah, the album is old as fuck, but it's just now being nominated and being allowed in the uh, categories and shit for Grammys. You heard the oh. song, Bill. Yes. Yeah, she's rapping. <laughs> I wonder, see, and that I wonder if that pisses people off who cares about awards. Because I know a lot of artists don't care about the rewards, uh, not rewards, <laughs> awards because it's not like the fans are making the decision. It's the people who sign up to be on these boards who vote on what is submitted. And that's another thing people don't understand. Like you have to submit your projects and stuff for this stuff. You don't. Have, it's not just automatic. So. I mean, I get that, but you would seem to think that there's like bases and rules for each genre, because then that would like the fuck the fallout with Lil Nas was and this whole country shit. How we were saying it was country, and them country folks was like, it's not country. Well, how do you define and it? And then he had to go get Billy Ray on it, and then we was like, bitch, it is country. How and then you... all of a sudden, it became a country hit. Like, how do you, yeah, like, that's you know, the, that's, that's a good the thing. Question. Like, how do they define, like, what, because, like, I wouldn't, I barely, like, Future to me is not a rapper. Like he's like more of a singer. Like he raps, but it's like, is he really rapping? I think he. I think I could. I would put him under traditionally rapping because he's talking about what rappers traditionally talk about: it the drugs, the women, the money, the cars, the putting hits out. You niggas want my pockets, all this stuff. He does it in a more creative way. Now, could you do like trap and B or some shit like that? Then yeah, that would probably be his category. But I still have him under rap. Somebody like Lizzo, even though she got a little tune and like a little eight bar or a little sixteen with it, it still sounds more like a song to me. So I would probably would put her more like in a a pop R and B category as opposed to rap. Like you telling me you about to put Lizzo in the same group with like exactly. Drake, Lil exactly. Uzi, exactly. like. <laughs> Migos, no, it's not the same. You're not playing them around no four year olds. You're playing truth hurts with little four year old girls. You're not playing Migos with four year old girls or four year old boys. Like, um, yeah, so shit like that be confusing me. And then I be feeling bad because then sometimes people really do be feeling robbed. Like Ari felt robbed, and I do feel like Ari Lennox was robbed. I think that's that's to me. That's why I feel bad for like the true artists because there's yeah, a lot who, of people who, actually, who aren't artists like you, yeah like you said where it matters to them like how harvey said i don't care about grammys i don't care about the other stuff i care about the wars from the black people and for you as a black people to say this album was even r&b or remotely close to what ari's wonderful production was you know that's like damn that's like a slap in the face i feel where ari was coming from like i wasn't even mad about sis with that one yeah, and that that's one of the things about <clears throat> black culture we talked about a long time ago. We're so open. Like, we're so open that it, it closes other doors, if that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Like, what, there's, I think we need more genres. We need, we're bigger than hip-hop, rap, R&B, whatever, or hip-hop and R&B. Like, we're bigger than that. And I feel like hip-hop and rap are two different things to me. Like I feel like rapping is yeah just, you yeah yeah I, I feel like rapping is just you know you putting words together a lot of these newer guys to me are just rapping yeah 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 ad lib generation yeah that's yeah. that sounds like that's to me that's a rapper a hip hop artist to me is a person who's telling their story telling their story painting a picture with their words and y'all know who those people are you know what I'm saying but it's like. If you're just talking about cooking up your whole album, I mean, you know, and there, there's, and I say that because not just the newer generation, that's Three Six Mafia to me were rappers. They weren't hip hop artists to me because all they did was rap about all, you know, what they rapped about. And I love yeah. them. <laughs> they need a reunion, yo. 
God. They were like But the, then also, yeah, also while we're on this conversation, I want to point out, you guys stop telling these little young jits who the fuck is that legend. Because oh, I yeah. think when Juice Well died, the whole thing was then how y'all gonna give him the legend status? Bruh, how old was Tupac when he died? How old was Biggie when he died? Like, let these kids let these kids stand who the fuck they want to motherfucking stand. If it's the legend of them, it's the legend of them. Everybody that's not a legend of you don't mean, you know? Exactly. That's that's your qualifying opinion. Stop telling them that's not a legend of them. Because maybe Juice World was a depressed little thing, but he was the voice for a lot of these little kids and how they feel. Because a lot of these kids is fucked up. So if they yeah. feel like a legend died, then let them feel that way. You might, I, you know, some of us disagree. We might look a little, look at them a little crazy, but it is what it is. It's their generation, not ours, y'all. Stop being so stingy and mean. Yeah, that that's. I mean, that you just said it. You know, but I, I think when people think of <clears throat> legend in the general sense, they're talking about a person's impact, which is why I can see why people will probably disagree. Because I mean. Nothing against him, but and I don't, I don't look to him, so I wouldn't I wouldn't even join that conversation or dispute anyone saying that he's a legend, you know, because I didn't look to him for music or anything else. So to me, yeah, he didn't really have an impact on me or my outlook on music. So why would I even jump in that conversation? That's not somebody I really dealt with or messed with like that. And it's like music is so freaking broad. It's like what makes you? What are the qualifications of being a legend? Yeah, but the end again, that's subjective because that's different to anybody. Like, you ask the kid what makes a legend, and he gonna tell you whatever the fuck he feels. But then you ask somebody else what makes a legend, and they might tell you album sales. And then you ask somebody else exactly. what makes a legend, and they'll tell you, you know, presence. Like, that, I mean, you can give an example of each one. Does that mean they're legendary? <clears throat> or yeah. if you want to talk about legend, legendary, motherfucker, we talking about Michael Jackson, legendary? Exactly. Beyonce legendary, like, or we talking about like local hero legendary. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's different. I don't know. You just that's just something subjective. Leave the kids alone. Let them stand who the fuck they stand. Cause you ain't streaming this shit. You ain't going to the concerts. They are. <sighs> so I'm moving along this. Um. Yeah, and I think what what a lot of people don't do. They don't look at the change in generation. I think a lot of people don't do this, period, when it comes to sports and a lot of stuff like that. When you enter a new area, a new era, I believe the criteria should change a bit. Like, when Jay-Z and Nas and all them were, like, in that golden era of hip-hop, I mm-hmm. feel like they had a way more stiffer and tougher competition. When the top ten rappers are dropping on the same dropping the same week, I think it was harder to be, you know, one of the top people back then because like, yeah. music was so rooted in lyrics and real skill and talent and ability. Where I feel like Look at you throwing shade, Bill. Shut up. No, but I'm saying <laughs> but now nowadays I think it's hard too because the newer kids are fighting against all the muck. Like anybody in their mama can put a song out. So I think yeah. their fight now is how do I get heard? How do I build an audience? How do, how do I, I differentiate myself from everybody exactly. else? Exactly. And I feel like that's what makes it harder for them. Yeah, that's what I think makes it harder for them. So I don't judge them. I don't judge them by the same criteria because you can't take, I think you probably take maybe Drake, Kendrick, Cole, and put them in that last generation of hip hop, and they'll probably survive. But not many others. Not many others would, would survive. So, uh, but beyond that, you know, like Biff said, don't tell these people, ooh, Well, you on, know what? Man. I think. Sorry, well, I think our generation's a little bit of mix because we get the we getting the best of both worlds while we still young. So it's not like we old enough to be like completely out the loop, like we turn that shit off. But we definitely not young enough to be like this. The only shit we listening to. I think um, we went from lyrics to production. Yes. It ain't well, so I don't much. even. You, you, know you can have good lyrics, like. No, Biff, all you need is a smacking ass production. It don't but matter. But we what had the fuck that though. You... We had that with the Atlanta era with Little John, the Eastside Boys, Bone Crusher, Three Six Mafia. Like that was all. But just that's what started, production. Biff, because it went from the crunk era to the trap era. But at least they were saying started... something. 
<laughs> like <laughs> punch me a nigga, slap me a bitch. Like I they, mean, they, that's what I'm saying. Like I mean, then you got the trap. Then you had the trap niggas that came out, and it was like, oh, they really rapping about this life. And then you got the niggas that was like, well, shit. All the yeah, all I that, need all is that, a good beat. Yeah, all, all the customers good, come out next. <laughs> right. If all I need is a good beat, yeah. Then I'm gonna take that shit and ride with. It. So yeah. it's like it. it you know, it revolutionized it a little bit. Like, they was like, oh, I can do it. Somebody found the easy way, found the formula, and then everybody was like, well, let me do it that way. Yeah. That's basically what happened. Because it went from good lyrics, and then you had great music with good lyrics, mm. and then somebody was like, well, shit, if all I got to do is say this word 14 times in a row, they're going to bop their motherfucking head and let me do it. Yep. So now everybody wants to do it. And it's like, uh, it's just so, what's the word, concentrated? Yeah, I, I think part of the problem people have with it, too, it's funny, we always had these hip-hop discussions. I think part of the problem people have with it, too, is that some people, it's a money grab. Some people really love it. Some people are, like, kind of in between. And you don't really see that with any other genre of music like you do with hip-hop. Like, those other genres, like, either you really in it or you not. It's like they kind of don't just play that, whereas, like, we're just so open but again i don't know biff i think pop might be like that because pop oh, got yeah, a, right. a lot of one pop hit like wonders that. yeah pop is pop is the yeah that's what pop will definitely is. fuck with who's hot at the moment and then leave you in the dust but you know who's really a pop artist like people put pop songs on this shit all day like drake to me is a pop artist but people consider him a top tier rapper so it's like what is he because i'm like dude you're a charter dude you've been on the charts like the whole year I think that's what people don't. I think that's what people consider anybody that's charted. They're gonna consider a pop artist because they even say Cardi's a pop artist, and Lord knows we know she's not no pop. She's artist. definitely not a pop artist. I think, but she's definitely produce. listed on a pop artist chart. I think pop is more of a category versus a genre to me. Yeah, you might. You, you know that's right, Biff. You can say that. Yeah, but you know. But even still, so then whatever the fuck Selena Gomez and them that little that boy band girl. The, that whatever that genre is definitely not blue eyes so <laughs> whatever that poppy you know production-y label sound is whatever that is they definitely have a lot of one hit wonders people you've never seen before hell mamba number five a little bit of never gonna yeah. Yeah. a little bit of you like <laughs> Yeah. And then you don't hear nothing else. Like, what the fuck happened? I think some people just like to make feel-good music, too. And that's okay. I don't know. I think my issue is I don't know how to consume music anymore. It's too much. My go-to some of it, like, yeah, some of it can be too much. Like, No, it's too much, bro. This, people drop I, every week. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm in this, I'm, I'm in this music group, and basically... Whoever gets to it first just drops the link to the music, and we all talk about it. But everybody takes their time. Like, I'm not gonna rush to no album. Certain albums I wanna, I wanna go through when I'm inebriated. Oh lord. So certain albums you gotta play through, regular, and then you gotta play through on random to see how you feel about it. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Some stuff just takes some time, and then some stuff I listen to one time and be like, I ain't got the time of motherfucking day. Like I already know it's not gonna grow on me. That's what I think. Part of the part of the issue is, is like you don't have time there's so many people putting out music you don't have time to listen to it all and really enjoy it like when i when cole dropped his last album um kod did he drop something after that that was his last one right i think, I think I was, so like i listened to that for like three or four months before i really said to myself okay how do i feel about this like i had to continuously listen to it and it's like, I don't have enough time in the day. I got too much other shit to do. <laughs> like, to, yeah, to like, I mean, it. I listen to music a lot, especially at my job, because being at, like, the lab, being in the lab and stuff. Yeah. And you can't touch your hand. I mean, you can't touch your face and stuff. So once it starts playing, it's playing. So I give me a chance to listen to it. But some shit, I'm just like, all right, now, y'all know damn well what the hell. What is this? What is this? Mm-hmm. And then I'll never get played again. But then there's some stuff it's like, ooh, that's a little bop. I gotta come back to that one. Like you have those little moments, and normally that's what I do. Like I give it like a quick run through, like, oh, okay, this is I give it a oh, okay, I listen again, or no, nah, I'll throw it in the trash. But I will say I give everybody a chance, so I can't say that. Mm-hmm. 
I will say, at least I will say, yeah, I listened to it. Just like, um, what was it, Solange? <sighs> I need to listen to that. I heard that. Like, was a good album. I loved her first. Everybody loved her first album. That that is goes without saying. Everybody loved her first album. See that table? Wonderful. The second project. <sighs> I I'm trying to, to understand. I need to go listen to Lemonade, from, but it was just a little hard for me. <laughs> it was just a little hard for me. So it's a good project. Not saying the project was bad, but it was just a, not not for me right now. But you know what else happened too? This is this is the biggest. I just, you just gave this to me. This is the biggest one of the biggest things I believe that gets lost most of the time with a lot of artists because of the way this new generation of music is. I'm not going to blame this new generation, but the new generation of music. People stop identifying with the artists and their sound and what to expect from the artist. Like, back in the day, like, it was cool to follow someone from the beginning of their career to the middle to the end or later part of their career because you could watch them grow and change. Versus nowadays, I think some people don't like music because it doesn't sound like everyone else's. But it's like... Where's that person in their musical journey? Like, stop comparing. But then again, them. some people just got some trash ass opinions. But some people yeah. just got trash music opinions, and we're gonna leave it at that. Like, yeah. okay, all right. Some people we just gotta look at and just be like, oh, I. Right, we just gonna keep it moving. Like that's why I said Solange. I didn't give up on her. I just like I said, it just wasn't my favorite project. I never said the project was bad. I just said it wasn't my favorite project right. from her. And but guess, every artist yeah. has that one project you don't feel. And or normally two, that is three. your sophomore album. <laughs> yeah, that sophomore album. Ooh. Ooh, the sophomore slump is real. And that includes artists because people are expecting you to live up to the hype of when you came out with a boom. You came out with a boom. You was hungry, all that. Now you're right. living your life up a little bit. Yeah, like, you uh... feel uncomfortable and shit. So nobody, like, I'm not tripping. I never trip on a sophomore album. But if you was a music head, you would understand that. Okay. Your second project ain't gonna be your best project. Yeah. Who do you matter of fact, can you this is like the music episode. That's funny. <laughs> the music episode. Who do you who do you think would be uh you who got a good uh sophomore album? Uh, you can't ask me that. I have to really go and look. Uh let me see, hold up. Off the top of your head, can you think that shit hard, right? But see, I have to think of old people in my generation. Jada Kiss second album was really good. Um what was Ludacris' second one? Oh, Ludacris, because Ludacris used to listen. People sleep on Ludacris. Yeah, yeah. Hold That's on. one of my um, my little uh, my boot thing. He's uh, one of his little top five artists is Ludacris. People do sleep on Ludacris, but that bitch was a lyrical monster. Not one of my favorites, but he did used to eat. But let me see. Back for see the that first- shit hard. Oh, man. word of mouth, yes, because back for the first time was the first one. Word yeah, nobody cared about that though. Word of mouth was what he like his first album. Nah, back for the first time was the first one. That was that had um what that had fantasy on it. Oh with uh Shana. Shana. What's yeah. her name? Yeah, back for the first time was hard. I wanna lick 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 yeah. you from your head to your toes Hold and up. I wanna I might be lying. Hold up. <laughs> <laughs> yep, fantasy was on there. Ho use a ho. <laughs> <laughs> Was, oh yeah, no, and Southern good. Hospitality was on there. Oh, you good? No, you right, Ludacris, Luda. Wow. <laughs> Anybody yeah. else? That's Gucci Man. Gucci Man might been sitting up there too. I, I don't know what was the album or what was a mixtape. I loved his mixtapes. I didn't really like. Well, whatever. Album. Yeah. Well, we can include because what? No, but see, we kind of can't include Gucci because Gucci was part of that mixtape trap. He birthed a lot of these new people. Yeah, evolution. Yeah, yeah. He a lot of these niggas' daddies. Roll out, <laughs> roll out, area codes, oh shit, move bitch, yeah, Saturday, ooh, ooh, yeah. it's Saturday, yeah. but you yeah. know what, but you also, you also, welcome what to I Atlanta, about, oh yeah, that, that second album was a fucking smash, you know what I noticed about Ludacris, he was the first to start that whole revolution with, um, being like a, a mass produced pop rapper, yeah, he was the first to start being featured on a lot of these pop songs. Yeah, he was on everybody's and, shit. Right, and then after him, it was like a, it was just like an effect. It was like what? Pitbull, Flo Rida. I think 2 Chainz had his little run with a bunch of pop songs too. Yep. Like, 
it's particular artists that are getting picked by all these pop people to come do a song, come do a song, come do a song. Like, you kind of even throw Migos in there a little bit, because I've heard even Migos on, like, EDM shit. That's <laughs> what that money is, yo. Them, them, them right. royalties from them. You see uh, why Flo Rod and Pitbull J- are Jada Kiss did that with a lot of uh, R&B artists. Mm-hmm. He did that. Uh, Drake, of course. Um, oh, yeah. What else? Jay-Z mm-hmm. had a couple. Nas had a couple. Snoop Dogg. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> Snoop. Mm-hmm. Who else? Mm-hmm. Sneaky bastards that used to do that. Right. Because then I'd be like, because there'd be songs you never even think of. you like, T.I. Migos and Calvin Harris. What the fuck? Yeah. That genre bending, man. Because them pop people, I don't think they get the same looks that the rap and R.B. people get. So they're like, hey, let me bring you over here. Definitely not. One thing I can say, definitely as a culture, as a black people, everything we do is definitely centered. Yep. So everything we do is under a microscope and everything we do is like times a million. So if pop got two million fans, hip hop got 12 million. Like everybody's centered on hip hop and the culture around it and the black people in the community, they don't give a fuck what's going on in there. So yeah, they do got to work 10 times hard to get that look. But then again, when they get that look, the motherfucking kids in the pop world be obsessive as fuck. Mm-hmm. Selena, Taylor, um, what else? What are all the mother kids they be looking at going crazy and shit? She ain't even pop. Kylie, the little girl ain't even. Well, young lady ain't even pop. <laughs> and they just go. She's like a pop icon, though. I don't know. She is. Biff, remember we said it's a category, not just a genre. She is a pop icon to the damn kids. I... How the hell is she a billionaire that young? Mm-hmm. I mean, she got money, but she ain't had that much damn money. I can't keep up with it, man. I, that's one of the things I said I need to get back into, especially since I DJ. Well, I haven't DJed in a while, but I want to get back into DJ. And I was like, I got to figure out how to consume music again. <laughs> like, yeah. I got to figure this whole thing out and just go with it. Connect with the people. Yeah, that's pretty much. And then I'll be listening to my son be putting me on songs and stuff. What? So, yeah, he put me on Whoa by Lil Baby. I well, gotta listen to his. I downloaded his album. I didn't down. I didn't listen to it yet. And pray for little baby, man. I think he's still locked up. Where he got locked up? <laughs> Damn. He had a. I think he had a warrant. Hold up. I think he had a warrant or something like that. It was bad. And that viral judge was on. Was on his case. Um. Let me see. It was early, man. It was like in the new year. Damn. Yep. Damn. Two days ago. Um, he looks sad as hell. Little baby has gone into a courtroom and stood before two different judges two separate times on Friday after being in court. He's being held without bond. Uh, da, 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 da. He was detained by Miami Police Department on Thursday outside of a hotel. Uh. And police reporter detective oh, writes that the cop. You, I thought I said little baby. You talking about the oh, baby? Oh, they. My bad. See, I can't keep up with these niggas. <laughs> See, oh. you had me all niggas. <laughs> oh, my bad. No, the baby. baby out. He just got out today. Well, I seen his uh, his Instagram. He was rapping with his money and stuff. Hold up. And a police reported detective writes the conflict started on Thursday afternoon, January 2nd, at the hotel after one of the victims, a concert promoter, was $10,000 short on a $30,000 payment he and the baby agreed to for a performance. See? Y'all play too much. The victim mm-hmm. identified a police report as victim one claims that a verbal altercation ensued before the baby punched the second victim in the face. Uh, victim one says the baby's team stepped in and robbed the promoter. You know, stealing the stolen victim's credit card is iPhone and $80. They covered the victim. I'm getting the baby apparent. The men with the baby <laughs> also covered the victim in apple juice. Why is the baby and his team fled in a black SUV? I mean, and went back to the hotel. <laughs> Bruh. If Niggas that is do not tr- care. Yo, if that's true, you gotta get the hell out of there. <laughs> I don't know. This is all alleged, but I will say this. If you're a young up and coming rapper, hip hop artist, whatever you're doing, if you are listening to us, 
my nigga, this is what you have goons for. You are the fucking bread man. You're the money man. You stay away from the bullshit. You stay away from the bullshit. You have your niggas handle that. Like, if it was like that, I mean, if I was about that kind of life and I was the baby and I'd been upset, I'd pull the team to the side, yo, go fuck that nigga up. And I'm out. If y'all get locked up, I'll bail you out, bond you out, whatever. Because I'm the money man. Because when he locked up, y'all ain't making no money. He can't write music. He can't put music out. And his life is in danger. Because he's in jail. Like, niggas is haters. It's like, come on, man. And if he get yeah. locked up, you know, prayerfully he don't get locked up. We don't want no Bobby Schmurder shit to happen. The nigga is hot. He's one of the hottest artists out, if not the hardest, hottest rap artist out right now. He needs to be making money on the road. Instead, he's dealing with legal problems. Like, come on, man. Like, where is the reasonable person to say, you know what? This nigga's $10,000 short. We just going to take him to court. Let's get the fuck out of here. We got we got 20 out of the 30. We mad, but let's get the fuck out of here. Come on, man. Like, now, nah, I want my money. I do too, but I don't want to go to jail over whooping your ass. Because you know he going to tell. Nigga, if I short you on money, I'm definitely telling. And you're going to get well, caught. Well, but then, yeah, you, but you just cost yourself your reputation. Yeah. Yeah, you call Exactly. So that promoter's going to lose at the end of the day anyway. Yeah. So damn, I hate that because I really like. I don't even though I listen to his album yet. I am. I like him, man, because I listen to his Breakfast Club interview. He's a real smart, down to earth kid, man. Mm -hmm. That was straight. It wasn't nice, spectacular, but it was straight. Actually, I enjoyed. I enjoyed the, the two projects he put out. Actually, he put out two projects. Oh, <clears throat> right. So I actually enjoyed both of his projects. It's just little baby has a unique sound. He has a unique voice. He has a unique flow. That's gotta, what you're gonna get. I'm about to listen to Lil Baby because the only song I heard from him is the one with Drake. Yeah, he got a couple songs. And he, matter of fact, the baby is being featured a lot. He's also on that list. You can start putting him on that list with Ludacris and them. I thought they had beef. Who dropped that song saying I'm going baby on baby? Lil Baby. He's talking about himself? I don't know. I was so confused. Him and Lil, they both they have a song together, sweetie. No, I don't know. Okay. I'm going to put them down. Where are my little notepad? <laughs> little baby, the baby, and put them down. I might have to get title. I don't know if he's on Apple. Yeah, but yeah. Um, who? Baby's on Apple. <laughs> Both of them. But yeah, um, <laughs> you can put him on that list of uh, uh, crossover uh, rappers. Yeah. Because he's definitely one of the ones that get crossed over. And a lot of people asking for his feature and stuff now. So I would imagine him being the next one. But whoever will live in infamy is Flo Rider and Pitbull. I just read somewhere, I think, um, it said Flo Rider got, like, um, no, Pitbull got, like, uh, over a quarter million dollars in royalties because they played his song so much this year. Yeah, I mean, he's in, he's immortal <laughs> in music. He be making that song about that, ta -ta -da, his little whatever. <laughs> and him and Flo Rider will never run out of money. They just, Miami's finest. Yeah, and then they, that, that, that. Yeah, like that little, that little. Let's get it, college music. They yeah, go. that they have perfected. Yeah, that the college formula. formula. Yeah, they play it to death, and these men gonna get paid to the day they die because they gonna play them songs like classics to the day they die. Yeah, that that kind of music never really goes out. It's, it's that I'm drunk, it's loud, I don't even know what the right. fuck these niggas are saying, but I'm going right. to Right, I hear a slap and I hear some, woo, let's go. <laughs> the only lyrics I can name from either one of them is apple bottom jeans, boots with the fur. And I don't think, I think T-Pain said that. Yeah, that's T-Pain part. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't know none of Flo Rida's part now that you oh, said that. T-Pain dropped the album, I think. I need to go listen to that. I miss T-Pain. T-Pain is a mastermind, too. I definitely enjoy he him is. as an artist. He, he needs his roses he while he's here. Exactly. He needs his roses while he's here. Yeah. He's damn good. People throw people away, man. We don't uphold our legends like we like other genres. Like other genres of music, man. Aerosmith and all them. Metallica. They can tour right now and sell out. Us, man, no way we hear that old nigga. I'm like, bro, right. these, these old niggas you're talking about birth the people that you love. These guys who can't who are rapping now, they listen to somebody before them. Like they were influenced by somebody. Like, I can't stand when people do that, that whole hating thing. And I'm like, there's enough money out here for everybody. Right. And then like who the niggas and then the shit that kill me is the niggas that go to concerts to boo the artists. 
Like the niggas that went to the No Limit concert to boo the niggas. Like, what the fuck was the point of that? Why would you go boo some niggas just to boo? Like, what? What? Who pays money, you idiot? So at the end of the day, they still got paid. Like, yeah, yeah, that makes no sense. People gone people, man. I don't know why hate is so popular. I don't know. Like, it's cool or some shit. <sighs> so, um, this year, though, I am looking forward to, hopefully, we get another Nas project. I like the last one, actually. Um, I hope we get another project from Kendrick. I hope we get another project from Cole. Even though Cole, some people are speculating he might be finished or retiring. He ain't done. I don't think he's done, but some people are speculating. Um, and he's kind of, his music is kind of like, I'm done with this. I have nothing left to prove type deal. Um, and I want to start, I wonder what the next wave is going to be in music or the next sound. And I you hope- know, hmm. let me think, Biff, what do you think is up and coming? I'm so, I, this, finally, this, I'm starting now. I'm this druggy wave is starting to wane off because people are seeing niggas is dying for real. This is real life. This is not just music. I honestly think conscious rap is gonna make a a, a pretty good comeback because a lot of conscious rappers like YMB Corday, they're like getting their just do now. People are like really up giving them their big ups now, and I'm just wondering if that's what's gonna be next. Because like you said, that druggy music is like the drug user music is like okay you know, look what's happening. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's not yeah. cool. And then, like, you know, the parents are going to kick in, like, yo, I don't want you to listen to that. Type. I mean, you can't really control that shit, but they're not going to want their kids listening to it. Like, we, yeah, what do we... Like, and that's why, like, people used to make fun of me in college and stuff, because I used to be like, man, but what are these people talking about? Like, this stuff has an impact on people. Like, I saw Juicy J apologize, and I was like, Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I and think, I was like, "Nigga, you was king lean." Like, I don't think he should have necessarily apologized, because um, even Snoop. <laughs> Someone asked Snoop, "How you? How do you feel?" He used to talk about bitches and hoes and weed, but you got a gospel album of the year, and he was like, "I'm not gonna apologize for my music because that's where I was in my life at that time." Yeah, and I was like, "That's real talk," and like, my thing is this. Yes, your music is influential, but if someone goes and listens to your music and they do something to hurt or harm themselves, that's not 100% on you. You know what I'm saying? So Yeah. But I understand you, you feel a way because you put it out there, you know, but we've had, like I've said before, there's examples of people who have done the wrong or taken the wrong path, and we see what the result is. So if you see that and you decide, well, that's not going to happen to me. I'm going to try it anyway. I mean, what the fuck? Like, what do, you, what do you want someone to do? Like, that nigga tried to cross the railroad tracks and he got hit. I can do that shit. Like, no, he got splattered. I'm not going to try that. I'm good. Like, what? That's a possibility? Me getting hit? Nah, I'm good. Y'all can have that. But, yeah, I wonder what... I think I think we need more positivity and hopefully we see more positivity, more positive music, just more people just actually rapping um and i look forward to more collaborations there was we had a whole like i think it was like three or four years ago everybody was doing joint albums i would like to see more of that hmm i think we'll get some good music out of it i think yeah i think it'd be a bunch of more joint albums i think that'd be cool bunch of bunch of joint projects is kind of cool um not really feeling the, the chris brown 72 track thing so I'm gonna <laughs> research that because I can't. I need to go listen to those. The last I don't know two. if it's 72 tracks, Biff, but it's my fucking life. I was listening to the one he dropped. I think a year, two years ago. I was on a road trip with somebody, and they're like, "Oh, let's listen to new Chris Brown," and I put it on, and we was jamming to some of them joints. I that joint has some joints on. Yeah, that's it, what I'm saying. Like... But you gotta sit through it. <laughs> <laughs> like, damn. I wonder why he's doing that. Somebody, Joe Budden on the Joe Budden podcast, they talked about that and they said it might be for charting reasons or something. It's like a strategy. It's like a money thing behind it because it's streaming or something like that. It's like the more songs you have streaming on, it was a strategy behind it. But they said that another thing that people don't really know about Chris, he loves music that much. Like who you know love, like writing a R&B song takes fucking time melodies and hooks and all that like for you to have the passion to put to write all that and then you in the st- you know how much studio time that was probably 
I just wonder. I just wonder what it is. If I ever meet Chris Brown, I'm going to ask him. I don't want the internet to tell me. I'm like, Chris, why are you putting out 100 track albums, bro? Why are you putting, why you putting out what? 100 track albums. Man, yeah, that, that was be shit. <laughs> yeah, but I don't like short albums either. I don't like the 10. I like a good solid 15, 16. I don't like that 7, 8. I'm like, eh. I don't know. They all got to be bangers, but I digress. All right, Biff, I got to go put these chicken thighs in the oven. I'm cooking like the damn cues tonight. I got to put these chicken thighs in the <laughs> Oh, yeah, speaking of, that's, I didn't mean to say happy birthday. Happy Founders Day, Biff. Happy Founders Day to the men of Cap Episode Fraternity Incorporated. We love you. <laughs> happy Founders Day, my brothers. Yo, baby, yo, baby, yo. <laughs> <laughs> didn't warm my pipes up before I got started with that. So. <laughs> <laughs> You're the old school now, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I just sit in the back with my car to get on and watch the young fellas do it. Ah, that's all I can do. But we will catch y'all next time. Thank you for listening. We have some good stuff coming up for you this year. Hopefully, y'all be able to order some apparel in the next few months. Hopefully, we'll have a website in the next few months. <laughs> and. Yeah, we will have some guests and all that good stuff that you all love. As always, you can hit us up from my experience podcast on Facebook. Join the group. Email us from my experience podcast at gmail.com. You have questions, comments, um, situations you want our advice on. We would love to give you that. And um, FME underscore podcast on Instagram. Um, that's about it. <laughs> All right, you guys. We love you, and we will catch you next week. Peace. What, Biff? What? I forgot it, Biff. I'm having a hard day. Shit. All right. Oh wait. I don't know, Biff. Shit. Y'all stay black and stay proud. Stay you and stay down. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) We will catch you next week. Oh, this shit is so bad.